0: Hi, my name is Gordon Anderson and I want to start with apologizing for the poor sound quality in this episode. We have located the error and it will be fixed for future episodes, so please bear with us in this pilot episode of Flippin' Orbs. (laughs) And welcome to Flippin' Orbs, a podcast about 93-94 magic, or as it's called all around the world, old-school magic. Uh, my name is Gordon Anderson, and with me I have my amazing co-host, Grant Castleton. How are you, Grant? I'm
1: doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing perfectly fine. This is our first episode, so I'm a little bit nervous uh, but also
1: very excited it should be a good time i'm very excited to get this uh, get this going
0: yeah me too because um if i understood correctly this will be the absolute first old school mtg podcast in
1: the world and hopefully yeah it it will be numero uno uh, the first one to be recorded so we should have um hopefully there's some people out there that are I'm um, excited for it and I uh, wanna start listening, so I'm I'm excited to 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 start doing it.
0: Yeah. And for those who are listening to this first episode, uh we're going to call this uh episode maybe not number one, but the pilot instead because it is the pilot, we're trying everything out. But we have some great material for you today anyways. But let's start with the most important thing. Who are we? As I said, I'm Gordon Anderson. My co-host here is Grant Castleton, and let's get to know him a little bit more. So, Grant, let's start with, like, the standard information. Where are you from?
1: Currently residing in Chicago, Illinois. Um, I live on the north side, but um, pretty close Still within the city limits, but yeah, so luckily Chicago's got a good magic scene, so I've been uh, hanging out here for the past six or seven years I've lived in Chicago.
0: Oh, so where are you from originally?
1: I grew up about 45 minutes southwest of the city, but started coming up here and going to punk shows and stuff when I was younger, and then I decided I wanted to move up here eventually, and that's what I ended up doing. So uh, are you a big music fan,
0: or just punk?
1: I listen to pretty much everything, but I I mean, I mean punk, hardcore, metal, uh, whatever you want to call that genre of music, um, alternative rock, uh, but I music. listen to it all. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's the, the genre of good music. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I go I go to shows, going to see, saw Nails in uh, last week, two weeks ago, so going to see Bong Ripper um, in three weeks here in Chicago, so it's... Uh, it's a, it's a good time. So, luckily, the, the music scene in Chicago has some great venues, so...
0: Do you play music uh, yourself, any instruments or something like that?
1: Well, years ago, I used to play in a, hard, like a punk hardcore band with some friends when I was uh, living in the suburbs, but I've not picked up an instrument since then, so it's been quite a while.
0: Been quite a while. So, uh, let's continue, like, just a standard info. Uh, how old are you?
1: So, I'm 26. I've uh, been playing old school for a little over a year now, actually, so it's not been too long, but, um, so, um, but yeah, but
0: you've played magic for longer, I guess.
1: Yeah. I played during, um, when did I? I started? I first started playing, um, like in seventh edition when I was pretty young and then didn't know how to play, but I was just buying cards <laughs> cause it was another card game and not Pokemon. But and then eventually um, I played for with my brother for a little bit and then stopped, and then he started playing again in a local comic book shop during M11 I believe, whenever the Titans first came out, that Titan set Oh uh, yeah, uh, went that's out and bought too some. new for me uh. Yeah, so I, that's when I first started playing again, like actually started playing in a shop doing F&Ms and stuff um, and then kind of been playing on and off since then mostly like EDH and Uh, legacy and um like drafting like limited like the 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 sealed formats but and then eventually met some guys playing with old cards at at a shop in chicago and i was very into it i like antiques and old things so this is kind of encapsulates what i like about magic and then i like the old things as well so it's perfect
0: you're into like for real antiques as well not only antique cardboard
1: yeah, I can I can hang out all day in an antique mall and look through booths and booths of the old just old stuff. So this kind of this is nice cuz I'm playing with, you know, I'm playing with antiques, they're 20 years old. Oh, that's amazing.
0: And I I must say uh, for for the listeners who doesn't know here, me and Grant this is actually our first time talking to each other uh, this episode. Sure. And I had no idea because I'm a big antiques fan myself. But let's get back to you, then. Uh, you started playing Magic there, and the Titans is, uh, I think, Magic 2011, they came.
1: Yeah, so I started playing FNM and Standard then, and then eventually I got moved up to the city and having a few shops in the city that were good to play at, and then um, played. Didn't I drafted a decent amount and um, played some EDH, and then eventually... Like I said, about a year, year and a half ago, started playing '93, '94. It's uh, it's been been good ever since.
0: But how does the scene in Chicago look? How did you become a member of the old school scene?
1: Um, so I was playing. I think I was probably playing Legacy or playing at our uh, MTG card market, which is. Um, well it's a uh, they have an online shop, but it's one of the better stores to go play, at least I think in the city, so shout out to them. But they um they've got a good space and uh the like we get they have like weekly legacy events, which is pretty rare for the United States. But anyways, um I was probably playing Legacy, uh, because I know some old school people would go and play some Legacy as well or just like jam some vintage. Um and I just saw them playing with, you know, I think I saw Danny and Shane Playing with like Urnam gins and Afrites and Juzam. And I'm like, what are you guys playing? Because this looks ridiculous. And basically, they kind of explained it to me. And I was pretty much bought in at, you know, in the first five minutes of being explained what old school was. So, and then, um, Dom, this is when Dom also still lived in Chicago, who now moved out to California. But he, um, he's a big part of it as well because he, he gave me some extra cards he had. Um, you know it was he's like super excited about the format as well so i was like all right this is a good time and they go to a bar and play you know that was a big <laughs> thing too because you know it, i was they were like hey we're gonna go to you know uh, the map room and play some old school i'd be like yeah i'll come and hang out and i borrowed a deck or i built you know a, a cheap i think my, my first deck was a mono green lure cockatrice deck which was not very good but still went and played had some beers and had a i had a, some of the best time i've ever played playing magic so i got hooked instantly
0: well i think that that's a big thing of old school magic that's the playing at a bar and drinking beer and more of the whole atmosphere than just the play like mm-hmm. e- even if you have a great store uh, which have great tournaments uh, it's something else just sitting in an in a bar playing, slinging some old spells, playing a bad deck. And like, actually, the, it just doesn't, don't, don't give a damn if you win or not.
1: Exactly. that's the That was the biggest thing is everyone was there just to have fun. You know, we're not playing for, the prizes are people's cards that we're donating and everyone's signing them. So to the real world, they're worth nothing, but to us, they're worth pretty much everything and you know there's no money on the table and we're just like hey, there to have a good time i don't think i've had a winning record at any tournaments but i've had some of the best time <laughs> playing magic so it's been a you know it's just it's it's if, if i can lose and still have a good time i i want to i i'm in
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's when you know you have something good on your hands yes like yes when nothing else you, you don't care about anything You're like i had a great time whatever happened yeah and of course, beer mm-hmm. know, important part but so do you still play uh, other formats?
1: I play a little bit of edh um, as I said i drafted i didn't get home until like two a m last night because I was drafting the new modern master set, which I actually did pretty good. I went four and one, my deck was oh, pretty sweet nice. yeah it's a, it was i've been i haven't dra- i haven't drafted in quite a bit, so drafting last night was it was a blast it was it was a really good time. the format's super fun um but besides that i'm very busy so i i tr- do my best to to meet up with some of my old with like the old school dudes here um except they'll make fun of me if i ever show up and go oh you finally uh you've showed up so but <laughs> um that's whatever so i uh yeah so i just old school right now and then whenever i can if i've got some free time i'll i'll maybe do something else but really not much else because i had a cube put together and once i started playing old school i sold my whole cube and it pretty much. <laughs> Went all my into one borders. Yeah, I yeah, I sold my cube and then bought some, you know, some taigas and some dual lands and some stuff and was like I'm I'm playing old school and bought, you know, some C E power and um Chaos Orb and you know stuff like that. I was like I'm I'm all in, so I sold all that and got into this now. So
0: nice. But so let's talk a little bit about old school then do you have a favorite deck, or a favorite deck right now?
1: Right now, I've been jamming Urnumgeddon. Um, probably my favorite deck at the moment, and it's one of my favorites in general of all time for the format. Um, I my build might be a little bit different. I'm playing like Savannah Lions and a little bit quicker of a of a of a of an Ernomgaden deck. Well, I put but,
0: it, putting out some sheep creatures, trying to be like an aggressive beatdown deck, and just finishing off with the the geden.
1: Yeah, with a Geddon or with, a, like, an urn like, you can get an of I play two or one to two Sarah Angels in the in, in the deck as well just to get some extra beats if need be. Um, but, yeah, that deck is, like, my number one right now. And I ha- can play White Weenie, which is just very, very powerful in general. Or I can play a um, Red Green Beats with, like, uh, Curd Apes, Ball Lightnings, Berserks, Urnum Uh I picked up a set of... Uh, if biffs. Um so and they've oh. been doing some work too. So um that deck is that deck's not like a tier one or like a net deck, if you would, but I like to play, and it's something that I built that I enjoy playing with, so with bolts and chain lightnings and fireballs and stuff.
0: Yeah, I like it. But so let, let, let's let's take one more question here. What's your top three old school
1: cards? Ooh. All right, top three old school cards. Um, number, oh, man, <laughs> that's a hard I one. Think it is. Uh, number one would probably be Chaos Orb, which oh, is pretty nice. much I would say, which is a lot of other people's probably number one. But I'm fine with that because it's it's a great card and the art's ph- phenomenal. So I would go Chaos Orb number one. Number two would probably be Curd Ape, um, and number three. Maybe birds of paradise. Oh, you're one of those uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, if, if you want to put myself as a color for a specific person, I'd consider, I consider I'm a green mage to whatever, to the heart. I draft green, I play green <laughs> and everything, and it's my favorite color to play in magic. So, um, or even like Lana Worlds, like when I picked up my place at a beta land war elves i was like all right this is dope you know nice. so maybe even land war elf over over a birds of paradise so yeah probably uh chaos orb bird ape and then I'll, I'll go land war elf over birds
0: oh i like it that's more old school like the birds of paradise when i started playing was too expensive so mm-hmm. land war elf was the one you used oh yeah but um... And it still is too expensive if you play by Swedish old school rules. Uh, I just picked up my first set of Birds of Paradise, and it was
1: horrendously expensive. Uh, unlimited, unlimited, like uh, yeah. There, that's why I've got fifthed or revised, and I'm fine. I might just sharpie the the black border on them <laughs> and go from there.
0: I like it. I think I think the place it was around three hundred dollars, a little more. So, my yeah. goodness, yeah. And, <laughs> um, Land of war elf is maybe a couple
1: of dollars a piece. I don't remember. Oh, for for, for, unlim- for a unlimited, a limit, yeah. for, for unlimited, I think they're yeah, they're like a buck, buck fifty. But yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to do?
0: Exactly, what are you going to do when you want to play magic? Yeah, <laughs> uh, at least here. So, how about? You asked me some questions, so the listener can know who I am.
1: Yeah, so this is Gordon, Gordon Anderson, correct? That is correct. And I don't have the the Swedish accent, so if there's a little bit of different accents, I'm going to butcher that. (laughs) um, So you currently live in Stockholm, but how long have you lived there, and where did you grow up in Sweden?
0: Uh, I have lived in Stockholm for... uh, Oh, that's hard to say. Uh, Maybe 10 years, so uh, nine, nine years. Uh, But I grew up um, in the countryside in a town called Köping. If you can try to pronounce that one. (laughs) Uh, Now that's a small, small town with like 20,000 people. Where I grew up and uh, started playing magic there. Uh, at the age of, uh, let's see, 11 or something like that. Uh,
1: so what, what set was was out when you were playing currently, or when you first started playing?
0: When I first started playing, I started playing when my oldest brother came home with uh 4th uh, edition starter deck, starter box. <laughs> uh, so 4th edition was the new... The new kid on the block, you could still get some revised, and The Dark was still on sale. Fallen Empires, uh, the, those were the sets available in store. And, not, and soon thereafter, Ice Age was released. And uh, as most things, newer is always better, isn't it? That way, with most things? Well, maybe when uh,
1: <laughs> Fallen Empires or Homelands came out, I don't know if that was the case, yeah. especially in Homelands.
0: But no, so you could buy revised. I bought Ice Age because nice. that's that's how you do it. But no, so I started playing there and played until maybe two thousand two thousand one, 2001, uh, where I, I moved away. Uh, from my hometown, and stopped playing for for a while. Mm-hmm. As most people, you don't you don't stop playing Magic; you just take
1: a break. Exactly. Yes, that I think that's probably just about everybody's uh, everybody's shtick when it comes to that. No one quits; you just take a little break. Yeah, and my break was
0: for how uh, long could it be? Started playing again for. Maybe six years ago, seven years ago.
1: And is that when you started playing old school? Or when did when did you get into the old school because you guys are kind of the, the creators of the of the format. So like when did, did you or are you part of the creation of the no. format or No.
0: No I'm not. Um I haven't played for that long. I played my first game was probably like three years ago, and I started playing and getting my own deck for like two years ago. Maybe I'm Maybe actually longer now when I think about it. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. Maybe three years. No, it could it be that long? No, two and a half. Something like that. But no, yeah, yeah. the creators of the formats uh, are from the other side of Sweden, from Gothenburg on the West Coast.
1: Oh, okay. And they've
0: been playing this for slightly over 10 years now. That's uh, a long time. That is a long time. Old school wasn't that old. 10 years ago, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the cards was were only 13 years old and not 23 years old. Yeah. I know. So I'm not one of the originators, originators, even though I come from um, Sweden.
1: Okay. But
0: I started playing other formats, started playing draft. Uh, that was the thing that brought me back to magic. Oh, dra- good, good. Drafting at the pub, actually. So my, my first like reignition with magic was playing at the pub, as we talked about. And um, as you went on to legacy, I played legacy for quite some while, quite some time.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I first started playing again, I built combo elves, and this was before mm-hmm. the le- the new legend rule. So you were you weren't you're were, the new le- elves deck. You play four guys cradles yeah yeah so the, when i was playing though when i first started playing legacy you were only playing two because you the legend rule did not it was not a thing like with before they they changed it so it was uh, you know then i actually sold out of of that deck i remember tra- actually, it's funny because that actually kind of got me my first thinking back getting rid of my first legacy deck got my got me my first old school card i traded by you strictly revised Bayou straight up for a near mint crispy beta soul ring Cause i was like this is gonna look sweet this is gonna look sweet in my edh deck um because that's what you know that's the that's the pinnacle card for edh and then like when i first started getting into old school i was like oh wait a second i've got a beta soul ring that i can play and it's super dope so that's kind of like the first old school card i picked up without even knowing what it was you know six five six years ago so
0: yeah, that was all, same for me here actually. Picking up a mana drain for my melek deck. Oh yeah, and uh, also picking up a time twister later on. The
1: because only EDH legal card.
0: The only legal card from the power nine.
1: Yes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: yeah. So EDH and Legacy has been my my drugs until I came into old school and just. Why the hell am I playing anything else?
1: So, so what's your what's what's your favorite deck that you've been playing as of late? Then,
0: that is a hard question. I I have one deck which I usually, which was the first deck I got into, and just tried to get all the cards together too, and then pimping all the cards to blackboarded ones, and that was blue red counterburn mm. and um I'm really happy with that deck started to splashing the black splash and an amazing deck which has brought me a couple of tournament top eights, but I only bring it out bringing it out maybe once twice a year these days and try to instead play a different deck each tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so last, last tournament I played Parfait, uh, which is like a lockdown deck using Relic Barriers, Howling Mines, and Winter Orbs, drawing all the cards and tapping down the opponent's lands with Ice Manipulators, don't let them untap with Winter Orb, and tapping their Moxes
1: with Relic Barrier, and things like that. And then do you win with uh, factors? Yeah, so four, slowly beaten down.
0: Yeah, four factors and uh, one uh, one firewall. That was my wing con. One fireball. Uh, oh, okay. And sometimes it took a little too long, so it's back to the <laughs> drawing <grindy>. part. <laughs> Very yeah. grindy. It's nice going to top eight with that one because then it's untimed rounds. Oh yeah, but yeah. Before before that, it could be a little hard. Not as hard as. <laughs> Uh, one of my absolute favorites ever and that is my field of dreams millstone combo deck oh yeah uh, like for those listeners who know the modern format lantern control field of dreams that is the lantern control of old school and that's probably my absolute favorite deck i've almost never
1: lost a match with it that's brutal. Those ducks I can't play against because I just get mad and yeah. scoop. <laughs> uh,
0: and 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 that's <laughs> the thing is I need to play people like you then because <laughs> as I said, I've almost never lost a match, but I'm all, almost never won a match <laughs> because it takes so much time. And yeah, yeah. but it, but it, I love it. I just love lockdown in that way. Um, that's probably my favorite of all time. And what are your top three top oh, old school cards? I I knew I knew it was going <laughs> going to come back and bite my ass. <laughs> um, the first one is simple. That it that is just one of my favorite cards in all of Magic. It is the most fun card ever, and it destroys so many games for myself. And that's time-twister. Because if you can time-twister, then you should time-twister. And that rule (laughs) is not always great. (laughs) Like, if you're ahead, maybe you should not time-twister. But it's just too fun. It's too fun. That's number one.
1: It's rolling the dice.
0: And let's see... Maybe I should not say Chaos Orb because, yeah, that's a classic. And we do play... Chaos Orb is one of the foundations of the format. That's why we named the podcast Flippin' Orbs, because you can't play Chaos Orb in any other format. But let's skip that one anyway and say number two, Wheel of Fortune. It's almost the same as Time Twister, but... So it needs to be number two. And I think the third one, maybe uh, candelabra Taunus. You can do so many crazy, crazy things with the candelabra.
1: Mm, yes, I don't see much play here. At least I don't think really anyone plays with them here. But you can, you can do some crazy things. Yeah, it
0: doesn't. They don't see much play here either. Uh, that's like the candle flare decks, and, and mm-hmm. but by just uh, having a library of Alexandria and the candelabra, it, that's beautiful. And maze of if can stop two creatures, and if you can attack with your Mishra and still pump it, mm-hmm. and. It just screws up combat math so much for the opponent if you have Mishra's Factoris in the Candelabra. Uh, I, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the best card, but a fun card.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's fine. I'm I'm more for the fun for the format than of the of the of the, of the winning because I don't do much of it. But hey.
0: <laughs> but. Let's see here. Now I think the listeners at least have some clue of who we are and where we come from. We are having quite a time difference, uh, but that was one of the fun things about the podcast, getting someone from the States and someone from Europe
1: to do it together, I think. Yeah, right now it's almost noon in Chicago, so.
0: Okay, and for me it's uh, 7 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm having a beer. Or in the evening, I would say. You you're not having six a six cups of coffee. No, I,
1: <laughs> I just drank a bunch of coffee, like I said. I had a late night. I haven't been out until 2 o'clock to do anything in a very oh. long time, so I am exhausted.
0: Yeah, but then let's get, get into uh, our next uh, next point on our schedule for tonight and that is the question you've all been wondering what is this podcast all about and it's about old school magic as we said in the beginning uh, I had an idea maybe one year ago to start a podcast about old school magic when I realized there wasn't one but as with many projects and ideas Um, it just was a great idea and i put it aside because i didn't have the time and um, then i thought about it again just uh, a month ago or so went to twitter to ask what people thought about the idea and uh, that's when you grant uh, told me that you guys in chicago were thinking about something
1: yeah, I brought I brought it up to the, some of the Lords of the Pit to see if they were interested in maybe putting something together. Um, and then saw on Twitter that you like literally within the week of me bringing it up, saw that you were looking to try to do something. And I don't think that there there there, there doesn't need to be two old school podcasts. Um, I don't know if there there's there's not too much content available for for two for for one, but two definitely not. No. Nah. Um, so I was like, hey, let's, you know, let's get, I, I was thinking about the same exact thing. Um, and I would rather have one fantastic podcast rather than two, you know, competing podcasts. So luckily we were able to get this, you know, I bought myself my first microphone and I, uh, um, and here we are uh, starting to record. So it should be um, a good time because we, I think we both, you know, we, with us playing with different rules than y'all. In Sweden it's a little bit different so there's going to be some different perspectives there's going to be some the meta is obviously going to be a little different most likely Um, you know it it should be good a lot of different information on both ends.
0: Yeah I think that's probably one of the best things as you said two podcasts about old school magic would probably be one too many and yes then having one with both perspectives I think could be Really good. And I hope uh, the listeners will feel the same as we start talking about different things. And um, wh- like, I was about to say something in the beginning when you talked, yeah, White Weenie is always great. And uh, I like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, n- not really. Uh, but, and, and things like that. We will have uh, different perspectives on those things. And I think we're leaving the white weenie discussion for some other time, but yeah,
1: well, yeah. maybe having we'll a white weenie
0: aside. episode, because it, it is one of the most classic decks in the format.
1: That is true. And I love playing it too, so it's a blast.
0: Uh, and, I, and I hate white. It's my... <laughs> I, I, white jewels and white cards were the last I got to my collection. I, I like hate it with a passion.
1: Well, if you have any extra beta disenchants, you can send them my way. I'll Um, I'll take them for you. Yeah,
0: I gave one away at the last tournament, but I still have two left, so... (laughs) Actually, (laughs) maybe we can fix something. (laughs) I can disenchant your beta solver. No. (laughs) Uh, But, um, no, so that's the story about the podcast, and uh, we have discussed a little bit how often... We should do it. Uh, we'll try to do it biweekly, weekly But here in the beginning, you shouldn't uh, really uh, keep us to that promise. It's not a promise. Mm-hmm. That's the plan for the future. Uh, in the beginning, we'll try to do as much content as we can. Get everything sorted out, uh, like technical advice and getting a good... Uh, like a foundation for the podcast how we, so we know yeah how should the intro be what should we talk about how long should it be like we need to get all those things sorted out uh, this is just a pilot but at least you know the plan
1: now yeah and i think uh getting a twitter and uh, maybe not an uh, we can use you know your twitter and your instagram as well maybe to 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 advertise as well uh, we might you know, we are get some other things in the works as well, but um, we're going to do our best to make sure that it's available for your phones, for download and stuff, so you can listen to it on your your train or car ride to work, or if you're just you know got some time to kill on a Sunday morning, you can listen to it as well. So, going to do our best to make it um, as yeah. available as possible.
0: Exactly, it will be published on uh, the site. Uh, a site I put together. A couple of months ago, called wakwak.se with a slash in the middle. It's from the island of Wakwak. Classic Arabian Night cards. Uh, That's that's a site where we also keep the old school Skype magic stream, which we do Sundays. Uh, That's also the base for that stream is on the Wakwak site. You have a big uh, database of different old school decks on the site as well and there will be this podcast. It's just a site filled with content for old school. It's the plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also has an Instagram account, of course, Wack Wack MTG, and the Twitter Wack Wack MTG as well. And a Facebook page, which is also Wack Wack MTG, and uh, so I've registered it everywhere. So at least all the info about the podcast will be published there. Uh, we'll have an RSS feed if we don't have it already now when you're listening. and um, Things like that. But if you want something, if you want to say something to us, um, I think the best uh, way of getting a hold of us is, is wakwakntg. MTG in all the different social media or my own personal Twitter account, Gordon Anderson and your Twitter account, which is, uh, oh man, you know, what?
1: let me open it. I think it's grantly core G R A N T L Y C O R E. Um, a little convoluted, but yeah, that's what it is. But I've also got Instagram, um, which is Darth underscore grantly. Um, and then I've got an old school page that I post uh, whenever I'm getting together with friends here or just some of the cards in my collection, uh, which is old magic musings. One word. Um, we can put that you know in the information page though underneath, yeah. like when we get this posted, we'll put we'll put all the hash or all the uh, accounts under there if you want to do give us a follow. Um, but excited to go to go back to your. Um, um, point about like what people want us to talk about as well is that you did a great uh survey uh and we've got oh, yeah uh, we had about 40 people i think you said that got back to you about like what they want what they you know what i there's what well, one of the comments was let me find that here it was great it was you know um my friend my friends and i would flip through the wall if y'all put this together no joke so hopefully when you listen to this you flip through your wall literally oh, that- so uh, but don't don't hurt
0: yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> uh. But
1: yeah, like a lot of great, you know, a lot of great uh, just about everyone wants us to do some deck techs, um, card discussions. Big thing too is interviews. So, you know, I think uh, Gordon was talking about, you know, he's got he's got a great list of people that we'd like to try to get on the show, um which would be awesome, some old artists, some old players, um some some community leaders, you know, all around the world if they're, if they're setting up tournaments or um, if they're the ones, you know, starting up an old school scene in your city. Like I want to, we want to hear from you and like what you're doing and, you know, we can try to plug you as well, which would be really yeah, great. That
0: would be amazing if you, if you are getting into starting a scene, just, um, uh, hit us up in some social media, the website, uh, mail and anything Just just tell us about it. And if you want to come as a guest to talk about something interesting, just do the same. We're yeah. open for everything right now. And as you said, it has been some great feedback already. And we haven't even started. This is our first pilot. Mm-hmm. And we have so, so many ideas already uh, on things to talk about. Uh, as we said, we already have a list of interview uh, people to interview. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, first of all, getting all the tech together. Uh, I think... Uh, Probably our next episodes will be about some deck techs, uh, maybe, and then the, maybe a episode about one color, like doing the white white episode. Maybe talking about white weenie and uh, one of the most powerful creatures in the formats are angels. White, the removal format, and just talking about strength and weaknesses and things like that. We also discussed uh, talking about underrated cards and overrated cards, uh, how to sideboard in old school and also maybe doing something about the uh, collecting part of old school.
1: And that's a, yeah, that's a big thing. Cause like I said, when talking about like wanting like old antiques and stuff and just buying stuff, it's, it's nice to be able to buy things but i also am able to like use them and play with them it's not like oh, i don't yeah. don't get me wrong i've got enough old school sports memorabilia stuff to open my, my own shop probably but it's just sitting there collecting dust this stuff i i'm buying it and then i'm playing with it which is which is a good feeling i'm actually like being able to use it so
0: yeah i love that part about this just buying it for the collection but still getting something out of it
1: yeah, I'm not trying to make money. That's that big thing. But you know, like I've I've two two graded cards I've gotten, I've cracked them open. And, uh, I mean, they're not very the right good. It was like an, an an alpha disintegrate, I think. Um, but which I brought, which I which I bought a little um, intoxicated, my my, my dad. <laughs> but um, I was we you know, I was on like, well, Got it in the mail and was like, ah, cool. I'm gonna break this open, and then I just you know, like that's. Not not trying to invest in this, uh, especially in this format when prices are already kind of going a little crazy. I want to make sure that you know, people more people can play because I think that's the biggest thing is being able to grow the community and you know have other people be able to enjoy it as well.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Even though I played by the Swedish rules, I totally agree with you on that one. But more, maybe we should go into that one. Uh, actually, uh, no, as our main subject for the evening which is, what is old school? 93, 94. What's the difference between different formats? Can we play all around the world? Because maybe you as a listener, <laughs> probably you know old school. Uh, after 30 minutes of listening to us, rambling about whatever, and still listening to the podcast, <laughs> then probably you're into old school. But if you're just a random Magic player playing other formats and listening to well, what is this. Then you'll get to update now. So, old school. 93-94 uh, Magic is uh, what we call it here in Sweden uh, most oftenly. Uh, it was started in... Uh, oh, 2007, like 10 years ago. 2007 in Gothenburg, Sweden. At least that's what... That's the oldest recorded version of the format. Uh, There may have been uh, other people all around the world playing something like that, like this, Uh, but that's what is usually considered the origin of the format. And uh, The guys... uh, From Gothenburg, have played it and still are. They are still playing it. Um, They come came up with a couple of rules. They have a ban restricted list, which can be found on their website, which is oldschool slash mtg dot blogspot dot se, which is a real old school blog platform in Sweden.
1: one of the better websites out there. It's great. I'm on
0: it right now, actually. Oh yeah, me too. And it is usually it, it is the it is the original old school blog. Nowadays, you can find a couple of different blogs like Old School Musings, uh, MTG Underground, Eternal Central has some, sometimes a couple of articles and things like that. But. To talk more about the format, uh, I'm going to start with explaining the Swedish format. How does that sound, Grant?
1: Works for me. Uh, Because
0: the Swedish format is the basis for most formats all around the world, except for the states. And uh, then you have the legal sets. You can play alpha, beta, unlimited. So only the absolute first Core set there was. For expansions, you have Arabian Nights, Antiquities, Legends, and the Dark. In uh, Swedish rules, we only allow English versions of the cards. And uh, before going into the restricted list, uh, let's talk about why we call it 9394 and don't allow Fallen Empires. Because that, that is one of the questions which is always the first one to <laughs> come. Is Goblin Grenade too good? Goblin Grenade is too good. Okay, that's what I figured. So uh, No, no, no. It's Mindstab Thrall, which is the big
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: like, it's a 2-2 for free that makes you discard three cards. It's too good. Uh, <laughs> it's an anti-ancestral uh, no, um, the guys who started the format had this, like the the foundation was, we want to play with the cards, which we couldn't really get when we started playing. Which was hard to get, especially in Sweden. We didn't get much Alpha Beta Limited, uh, or any of the. The Dark is like the first expansion, which was like. A little bit available here in sweden legends we actually got the italian legends mostly uh, so they wanted to play with the cards that were hard to get and having part of playing a sub-optimal deck and having to like chase down the cards was part of the format and therefore full empires was not included because it was Easy to buy in the store in the 95 and it's still easy to buy and cheap. You can go and buy a box of Fallen Empires today and it doesn't cost you much. So that is the reason why 93-94 Magic doesn't allow for Fallen Empires, at least not yet and in Sweden. Um, have you heard that story before, Grant?
1: Not really. But Danny, um, who's, you know, has gone and played over in Sweden before he's he's explained it to at least us here um, about like, you know, I I, and I get it. Trust me, if I was if um, if that's how we wanted to do it here, I, I completely would understand. But I think it's also it's and that's fine, too. I don't think the people that might have a bad opinion about, you know, why you guys do it it doesn't it doesn't really matter It's you know, that's how you guys want to play it here. We've got a way to do it here as well. Um, and I think that's, it's fine. I think the pimp, pimp factor has always been a big, big part of my my magic playing whenever I you know, I want it all foil or I want, you know, the, 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 the I want to go pimp. Beta. Yeah. I want the old cards. Give me the, give me the old cards. So I look, you know, look good. So I, I completely understand, uh, and get it. Yeah, it's all. The,
0: the The most important thing is everyone can play old school in every way they want to, as long as the community exactly. thinks the same. And, mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing uh, to let everyone play it as they want to play it.
1: Yeah, but, and I think that's and I'm, and I believe that's one big reason why you know our rules are all a little bit different as well. But
0: yeah, but so same for for, for like our essential rules. Uh, so, w- without uh, still going into the restricted list, uh, what's what's your basic rules in the states? There, you play by Eternal Central rules,
1: yes. Um, which uh, Jacob is a very, you know, he's pretty much, I think, invented the whole the whole site and everything and the rules and runs, yeah. you know, the old school events at Eternal Central. Um, but yeah, so our legal sets uh, are Alpha Beta Unlimited. Uh, we do we do allow Fallen Empires, uh, but we also do Arabian Nights and Tuckades. We do allow Revised uh, Legends in the Dark, um, but a big thing as well um, is that we allow Collector's Edition uh, or International Collector's Edition, um, uh, which is great because that you know that was a big point of entry. Was like, man, I I, I can't afford real power, you know. Um, even a a beat Mox is gonna still run you six five to six hundred bucks yeah um so when i was able to get all the moxes you know collector's edition for a hundred or less i i was in it. um so that's what and that's what like i said i buy sold my cube and we allow all that uh, so we're, we're able to um it, you know if if if, if our rules were, were like yours i would have not been able to probably get in and start playing just because of the um of the the price of it um, yeah. but
0: and especially now the prices have spiked so much because oh my goodness that, that's, that's some, something people should be aware of the format in sweden was founded 10 years ago the prices were quite different then uh, so it is an important part to think about then, yeah, then you could but- get into it I think a Mox exactly, was the but, same as the International Edition Collector's is now.
1: Did um, uh, you say a Lotus?
0: Uh, yeah, or, or, a, uh, or a Mox. Like a Collector's Edition so, Mox today is probably around what a real Mox was 10 years ago.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know the prices that long ago. But yeah, right now they're on a Mox. Do you like the Black Lotus International? collection has gone up it was a couple months ago it was maybe i think i saw one on star city because it was on sale for 300 bucks and now it's over so it's stuff is starting to go up and especially like the unlimited and uh the unlimited rares and some of the Arabian Nights and antiquities and like the legends like the rares and from those sets just because they are harder to come by and not the print run was not as much They've just been going up and the reserve list, you know, obviously had not helped uh, much at, as well, but you know, uh, that's the biggest thing is like, we've been able to grow our player here in Chicago because people are, you know, we're, they've, they're bringing mono blue revised decks, white border in there, but they're having a good time, which is great. And I've met some great people being able to play and, uh, you know, um, Oh, that's uh, nice. It's gone. It's helped, yeah. It's helped grow our our scene here in Chicago, which is very. It, it's a great scene. Like our tournaments that we hold bi-monthly or so. We've got, we've, you know, I think the biggest we, have, we had, we twenty people come and play old school, which is awesome. Oh, that's cool. Had, yeah, people driving from. We had a guy from Iowa. We had some guys um, from from Wisconsin. So yeah, it's uh, there's a good group of people that we're able to have here in the Midwest that uh come and play old play some old school in, uh, in Chicago. So,
0: yeah. But, and also like the, the last U S eternal weekend played an old school mm-hmm. tournament, which was, uh, by eternal central rules.
1: And it yes, has there was, like,
0: over 80 players.
1: Yeah. And it, and white, and white weenie did take it down by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, they, they, I was unfortunately at a wedding that in Seattle that weekend, um, but I, you know, this this year I'm excited to see if even more people come and play because it seems like yeah, it should be. The hype is real and people are starting to really get into the format, so uh, it's exciting.
0: But um, your format differs a little bit more to our format because the Swedish oh, yes. uh, version has one important thing that usually comes up as a question for people who uh, don't play. And that is, we play with old cards, new rules, that means every new rule there is, it's modern rules. When Wizards update updates their rules for standard, 93, 94 Magic gets an update as well. Usually it doesn't do much, but yes, we play with the new scry, mulligan, everything, because we don't want it to be hard for people to learn a new format and also need to learn new rules. And also the new rules are probably better, that's why they changed them. <laughs> uh, except for one, there's only one exception, and that is Chaos Orb. Chaos Orb has a specific errata just for this format, because it it's one of the most classic cards from back in the day, but it's... Yeah, you can't play it if it wasn't erratad. Because the chaos orb, what it says is a two mana artifact. For one mana, tap it. You flip it one feet over the table. It needs to rotate 360 degrees and whatever it hits is destroyed. That means people played with their cards all over the table, which is... Not just functionally. (laughs) You you can't do that in a sane environment. Uh, So therefore, the errata is you choose your target. You still flip the orb and it still needs to rotate 360 degrees and things like that. But you can only destroy one thing. And that errata, I think, is the same in every old school community in the world. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that is the only... Only special rule, otherwise, it's modern rules, but not for you guys.
1: So, yeah, yeah, we still allow um uh, mana burn in the United States. Uh, it does power down mana drain and Suchi a little bit. Uh, because if you don't have anything to pump some of that mana into, like a uh missions factory or something, or a big fireball, uh, it does power them down, so it does make your decisions a little bit different, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, your 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 uh, mana rocks and stuff like that. So, but we have one other, um, as well, which I believe is the, uh, strip mine.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, you have a little bit of different restricted list. So l- let's talk about mm-hmm. the restricted list. Uh, so, and the, yeah. the Swedish list, uh, which is used for most of Europe. Does, yeah, most power cards, I'm not going to do the whole list, but most power cards, demonic tutor, and like the same as in vintage, mm-hmm. except for chaos orb, which is eroted, but still restricted because it's too good otherwise. Mana oh, yeah. drain is way, it's way too good to play with eight counter spells. Mace of it is uh, also restricted here. Mish's workshop. Library. Uh, yeah, but library is restricted in Vintage as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me just try and see what difference is. Yeah, we do allow one Chaharwassad, which is banned in Vintage otherwise. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Otherwise, it's the restricted cards that has always been restricted. Mm-hmm. But then we come to your set of rules. You have a couple of different things from
1: our... Yeah. So, the, I mean, I think the really the biggest thing is, is strip mine. Um, everything else is pretty much the same. We've got a watch list that we oh you yeah know, we, we have. Were...
0: A, you're missing two cards: Black Vice and Misha's Workshop. You oh, Black allow... Vice is on yours? Yes. Yeah, yes, It's yes. all. So we we do only allow one of each. You do allow mm-hmm. four workshops. Yeah. Uh, four um.
1: Events. Yeah, and. The big thing too, like like we discussed, is the meta is different. Um, at least for us, at uh, or the workshop, uh, not too too creative. Not everyone is playing for black vice or for workshop. There's two people playing, you know, a red artifact decks with with workshop, but there's really it's really not over the top. Um, and then, but strip mind, we do allow four strip minds. So that's, uh, it's a little different, but I mean, we, uh, we have a lot of people that play factory, uh, and, um, libraries so that kind of keeps it in check, but it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit.
0: Different. Yeah. And, um, lo- not to get into, which is better, uh, but just uh, going through a couple of different rules from all around the world, uh, the Ravenna rules is uh, probably the most used in Europe. Uh, they are following the Swedish ban restricted list, but they do allow uh, some reprints, which uh, means uh, foreign black-bordered, foreign white-bordered, like Italian printings of legends and the dark, um, Renaissance, uh, Renaissance, and uh, revised of course is the big thing there. Mm-hmm. So they do allow some reprints, uh, but not all, and that's the classic like Italian version of the format. The UK plays almost the same, but they have the same reprint rule as you have. Like original border, mm-hmm. original art, non foil. Uh, isn't that the same rules as the Tana Central?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um one of the I guess the one of the things would be that we do allow the um revised um E that with the different art oh, yeah. that has the if biff art. We do allow that just because um it, you know, it's still the same card, just different art, but we do exclude that one as well. Uh, but yeah, pretty much the same, uh, and same deal. Well, uh, and yeah, oh, yes, yes. mm-hmm. Plateau as well, I guess. Oh, yes, yes. Plateau as well, because the art did change from revised to the original art. Yep. Which do you I know believe why? was because... Yeah I th- I was going to say is it because they just lost the original art? Yes they did. <laughs> like it would just disappear you know, they weren't able to, they had to re-cre- they had to repaint another card for for that card. Yeah that's yeah, all, the original art missed. just
0: the the original art the the scans like in a computer crash uh, 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 I- they lost it and they didn't have the original art to scan again cuz the original art was lost and uh, uh, yeah, they so- instead used uh, art that was supposed to be used in Ice Age, so that's where the oh, new plateau that, that art. Interesting. Uh, it was supposed to be used in Ice cool. Age. Uh, my guess is for one of the pain lands, but I actually don't know. But they needed an art quick, so they took that one instead. Hmm. Um, but that is the Ven rules, UK rules, Turner Central. I think we're going to talk about two more rule sets or at least one that's important to know and that is the channel fireball rules because channel fireball uh, is from like from now the only organizer of grand prix in the world they will arrange every uh, GP in the whole world and they've started to have Old school side events on their GPS. So their uh, their rules are quite interesting. They are playing almost the same as you guys. Uh, for Black Vice, for Misha's Workshop, mm-hmm. for Shahar Oh, I really want to see the Shahar deck. Oh, that's, that must <laughs> be a beauty. I want to see it in action in a tournament. Uh, no, uh, they do allow Fallen Empires. Which you guys also do. And they do allow... Oh, we, we forgot about those. Uh, the Harper Prism promos. But only the ones from 1994. Which means... Yeah. Arena, Sewers of Istark... Um, I think uh, the Dragon as well. I don't forget its name. But Mana Crypt, for example. Which is the only like playable uh, promo card... It's not legal because it was printed in nineteen ninety five. The thing that uh, differs Channel Fireball rules against yours is uh, they they have restricted strip mine. They don't think strip mine games are that fun as we here in Sweden yep. do. But, <laughs> but otherwise, it's uh, more closer to the tournament central rules. Yep.
1: Yeah, except no collector's edition.
0: Oh, no, exactly. No collector's edition, because collector's yeah, editions so. aren't, like, real cards. Uh, they have a yeah, different yeah. back and different corners and mm-hmm. aren't, like, official tournament cards from Wizards, and uh, therefore they can't
1: use them. Yeah, it, and I get it, because it's an actual tournament, and you know... That's on the card, not tournament legal. So they, you know, uh, which is fine. And that means if I ever do make one of these, I'm just gonna play white weenie and go nuts. But that's the thing, though. White weenie without four strip mine is not as good. But no, um, I think it's, that's it's, it was interesting. The four strip mine yeah. is
0: probably what makes the white weenie deck uh, function in your meta game.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it, it does excel that deck to the next level. Um, but the- Cool thing is, though, it's still getting you know. Um, they had to turn the comments off because people are happy about people just being you know jerks. But um, it is cool. You know, they're still they're promoting They're promoting the format regardless of the rules. So it's just a little interesting, but at the at the same time, it's still it's still kind of fun. We we do have a new errata that, that the rules that we did change here in Chicago. That uh, we did start playing with contracts from below. Oh oh <laughs> but how um, the
0: hell did you make that happen
1: so so guys we had a side um uh, down in um bridgeport we had a little tournament but for for, for contract um you, we, we play with the you know the um uh, you remove the card from your deck or, or you 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 draw the eight cards but instead of the ante the ante is you buying yourself and your opponent a shot or a beer of their choice so uh, instead of a card, you're buying a beer or a shot. <laughs> so it's kind of mostly for fun. I mean, it is a very powerful card as well because you can draw a, a cards, but, yeah, but, yeah, but you're still buying, you know, buying a drink. So I, it, like we kind of like with it for fun, um, and not. I don't know how often we, you know, we. It's kind of like if we have a tournament, we'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow it. This one or the smaller meet to do it. Um, but it I'm not sure about it. Yet. Uh, I believe I believe we're only allowed one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I I would I would play
0: I would play it in every deck. Like my yeah, it's, it's that's okay. I'm going to draw seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was fun it, it, when we played with it. Everyone had a good time, and there were some people that were like. I wouldn't say, I don't know if they were upset, but you know, people can get, they're like, Oh, you guys are, what are you guys playing with this card for? And we're like, we're, we're playing for, for beers and drinks. So and they're like, Oh, that's fun. So people, you know, it was, uh, interesting to see the feedback when people saw us that we were, you know, casting contract from below. So it was,
0: it is a classic card as well. Uh, oh yeah, it's too powerful with almost any
1: errata. I would say. Yeah, we we normally just play with it for fun. I think we were all... I was playing uh, White Weenie, but everyone else that was playing it, um, you know, because the bar we were playing at also had a $2 mystery shot that tasted like uh, syrup. So, (laughs) you know, that was the the contract from below, $2 shot we'd buy each other. It was a good time, though. That's the big thing. Everyone had a fun time, so who cares?
0: That's what it's all about. But I think um, we're... I think we're up to like one hour now, actually. Right. Uh, we right. haven't talked about much, but maybe you listeners are, if you listen this long, now you know who we are. And uh, you heard a little about different formats and what we are going to do in the future with this podcast and things like that. And I hope, hopefully, we'll only get better, have more and more. Cool things to talk about and cool guests on the show. Uh, uh, This is the pilot. I'm going to say it one more time. There is a rule. You should never be like, say, oh, I'm sorry for the low quality or something like that. You should never say that. And I'm not going to. But I still want you to remember, this is just a pilot. We're getting all our things sorted out to bring you some amazing content in the future from uh, different old school communities. Uh, Now, you know Mm -hmm. which communities there are, how Grant is playing, how I'm playing. And uh, with that, I'm thinking it's time to sign off with uh, our special little segment.
1: Oh yeah. So we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for a sign off, whether it was take some questions or um, say our favorite cards or whatever. Um, But with, Gordon, having uh, written and been a beer reviewer, position right now as a beer salesman, I sell beer. Um, we're gonna go with what are you drinking right now, or what's your what like what what, what are you what are you drinking on right now um, for for yeah. for your favorite beer? Um,
0: I can go first. Uh, I have a maybe <laughs> maybe it's a boring choice, but. I have a fridge full of Founders All Day IPA Session Ale, which is an amazing summer summer beer. It isn't that strong, 4.6% uh, percentage alcohol, uh, and uh, it's just a good summer beer, and I have a lot of them, as I bought a case uh, for a tournament we held some time ago, and no one bought beer because everyone took the car to the tournament so I have some of those <laughs> that that's why that's my beer for today
1: <laughs> um, I'm actually drinking a cider right now, or last night I drank some but uh, it's called the drug um, it is a hard cider with tea and chai spices So think of oh. an iced chai but a cider it's um, really delicious um, it's made by a company called Bee Nectar. They make some mead and other ciders as well, Um, but a lot of we distribute it, um, and it's delicious.
0: Never so, heard of it.
1: They, yeah, it's. Uh, I'll send a photo. me even put yeah. photos up of what we're drinking after the episode, just so people do want to find it. Yeah, um, that sounds good. And, and try it out. That would be pretty cool too. But yeah, I'll send. I'll send a photo. Uh, it's. Know maybe I can ship you a bottle. I don't know how, how if hopefully it won't break, but maybe I'll be able to ship you a bottle of this over oh, to you because it's be uh, amazing, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I really like it. So.
0: Nice, but, yeah. so. and I think uh, with that, we're uh, we're signing off. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully, you like the show, and um, next time we'll have a amazing main. Theme subject to talk about, but more on that for next episode. Thank you very much for listening.
1: All right, thanks everyone. Have a great night.
0: Thanks again for listening. Please visit wakwak.se with a slash in the middle, just like the island of Wakwak, if you want more information about the podcast. There, you can also find a big library of different deck archetypes for old school magic. To get your brewing going. And if you want to follow us, you can do that on Wakwak MTG on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to follow Grant, do that on Old Magic Musings on Instagram or Grantley Core on Twitter. If you want to follow me, just search for Gordon Anderson with 2S on both Twitter and Instagram. Lastly, but not least, the music for this episode comes from msound.com.